0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of our main film review series for Spill Your Beans. I've got a brand new guest with me here today, that is Nicole Rumble, third year film student, good friend of mine, and she's joining me here today to talk about The French Dispatch, the brand new Wes Anderson film that is just about to come out in cinemas. Hello.
1: Hello, John. This is weird. (laughs) This is so weird. This is very weird, yeah. Um, Oh my God. So
0: we went to London Film Festival as part of a group. We went to see uh, this, Last Night in Soho, and The Lost Daughter, um, this film, The French Dispatch, is the one we're talking about today. I thought we'd talk about LFF a little bit. It was a great experience. Have you been before? Or
1: I went in 2019, but it, like the only ticket, I got it really late, and it was for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, like Ooh. Tom Hanks' film. It was I all right. That. Was that I, like, I liked it because I had Tom Hanks singing in it. Oh, and right. There's a song called, a be- like, he just sings, because it was, like, a really big, like, American...
0: It's Mr um, Rogers, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, the...
1: And I didn't know about it before watching the film, mm. but like he sings the intro, and it's, I've got it on my Spotify playlist, it's amazing. Oh.
0: Is it what, Tom Hanks' versions of it? Yeah, he's singing it. Oh, brilliant. Like yeah, so I didn't even know that. I'll have to have yeah.
1: a look at that. It. Um, it's not like, yeah. like an amazing film, but no. it's got Tom Hanks singing <laughs> I to, I, it. I, so. I didn't need to
0: watch it, my parents were recommending it to me, yeah. so I need to get yeah. around to that. Um, London Film Festival this year, though, a lot of big names. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't so see any big names. We didn't uh, see the premiere for the French Dispatch.
1: That was so annoying. That was because yeah. this was the one that I wanted to get tickets to. But I'm yeah. actually glad we didn't in the end. Yeah, because
0: there wasn't actually many people. Yeah, it was there.
1: Bill Murray, and oh, which obviously that would have been that amazing. would have been amazing. Let's not discredit <laughs> <laughs> Bill would have Murray. That so was so good, but. Yeah. Um, I think it was him and Jarvis Cocker who tagged up. Yeah. But but we got so many people when we saw Last Night in Soho.
0: Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, And for those listening, we will be talking about that next week. I'll be talking with uh, Max, who you've seen on the podcast before, with the Oscars panel review as well as the commentary track at the beginning of this series. And we'll be talking about Last Night in Soho, and I think I'll have Zara on to talk about The Lost Daughter. But today, French Dispatch, where's Anderson film. Woo! So me, personally, I'd only seen two Wes Anderson films before going into the French Dispatch, so my expectations were quite limited, because I really loved the Grand Budapest Hotel. I wasn't too keen on the Royal Tenenbaums. Now, what was your sort of experience going into this? Were you... you have high expectations, low expectations? Favourite, least favourite Wes Anderson film? I'll throw that yeah. in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've seen, like, maybe, I think French Dispatch is probably the fifth Wes Anderson. Like... Not really like, I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson fan like, in general, that's just because I prefer like more naturalistic films. But, mm. like, I really liked um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think that's my favourite film he's done. Mm. Like, Grand Budapest also is quite good, but the other one's, like, oh, Ten of them. And Moonrise Kingdom, which I think is a bit unpopular because I think quite a lot of people like Moonrise Kingdom, but that one especially, I just didn't really... I don't know, yeah. get along with it. But, yeah, for French Dispatch, I think I had quite high expectations because I was thinking, like, there's, like, an all-star cast. and like.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of the big selling points of this, yeah, wasn't it? Because there's like, so many people that, like, mm. it goes through the cast list and you're like, oh, I know, oh, my God, they're oh my yeah, oh them. An, like. It's insane. You keep sort of reacting.
1: Yeah, it. but... um, And also, I found out about the film, like, <clears> quite a few years before, like... I don't know, before it, like, circulated and yeah. stuff. Like, probably, like, two or three years. Like, like when that. he only just, like, announced it. So, I don't know, I had high expectations.
0: I think that I, I kind of get that, because for me, I only... I've only started watching my Anderson films this year. I had watched Fantastic Mr Fox when I was a lot younger, but I don't want to say I've watched it, because I genuinely can't remember anything about it. I think it, I only watched it maybe at the time because I thought it was, like, a kid's film. Yeah. Or, like, it had... I think it might have had, like, a McDonald's Happy Meal tie-in or yeah, some shit yeah. like that. Um so I I I don't remember too much about it but um I've heard a lot of good things with The French Dispatch like that was like already a thing be- like before I knew really knew too much about Wes Anderson mm-hmm. I also like when I met you and max at university and all that sort of thing and like the general film lot like I started to hear more about these films and like films that I'd just never seen and I think even at that point The French Dispatch had like a letterbox page like it was there it had the poster yeah. like people knew about it, it's something that's been in minds for a while, um, but walking into the screening, were you expecting it to be good film, were you expecting it to be just sort of in, in the middle, were you expecting it to be a lot of old shit, where, where where do you sort of think well,
1: I actually thought it was going to be quite good, just because, like, my previous experiences with Les Anderson have been, like, amazing, amazing, but... I thought with this one, like, I don't know, the concept seemed quite cool. And I was like, it's, it seems a bit different. I was like, maybe he's trying something new. Yeah. So I think it's been a, quite a few years since, Grand, I think Grand Best was his last one, right? It's
0: either that or Isle of Dogs. I can never remember which exact one it is. Oh, no,
1: Isle of Dogs. Was it Isle of yeah. Dogs? It, 2016, I think.
0: Yeah, it's 2016, something like that. But it, it's... It, I was quite excited, even though I'd not seen much of his work beforehand. Um... Mm. Going into it, I was kind of, you know, I think I've heard a lot of good things as well because obviously we didn't go to the premiere screening. Um, we went to the one the day after, so all the big yeah. lucky people who got to get into that fancy screening with Bill Murray, you kind of see their reviews online and go, yeah, and this it- is amazing, this is like such a good... Now, I know we kind of share some opinion about this film, so I try not to give too much away, but I'll just let's just go into it. I was disappointed with this film. Yeah, me um, too. It I don't know, it, I think, well, let's talk about the sort of general idea of it, because there are good things about this. Yeah, There's a lot definitely. of promise, there's a lot of ideas in there. Um, what was your general opinion of the film, do you think?
1: Well, I thought it had some really cool, like, visual stuff. Like, I really liked the title sequence, the animation was amazing. Like, the I kind of wish sequence. we saw a
0: bit more of that. The title sequence was fantastic. I remember, like, it was really, it felt a bit strange, because... Right after the title, there's a, this, for those who haven't seen it, there's a gorgeous title sequence, totally animated. It mm-hmm. goes through all the characters, introduces all the cast in like animated form, and you get see all the little caricature drawings. And then it cuts to a studio logo. Yeah, it was so weird. Many- <laughs> it was very abrupt. I was I'm, like, okay, wait, was that... Yeah. Is that part of the film, or is that just for London Film Festival? Yeah, that's when what I, I, was that, thinking, I, was I
1: was thinking. I was thinking, oh, maybe... The, like, cinema, like, they forgot to put the logos at the beginning, so they mm. had to, like, stop it and then put them in there. But
0: well, even putting the, the studio logos into some sort of animated style, I yeah, mean, that's that not too unheard so much of. Cooler.
1: Like, they do, like, so much, like... Before in, like, other films, they, like, mm, yeah. changed
0: them and stuff. Yeah, like so. stuff like um, Spider-Verse off the top of my head is, like, where the studio logo glitched out and, like, yeah, changed yeah. and had all sorts of different and stuff. And it's,
1: it's Wes that. Anderson. I'm sure he could have got permission yeah. To, yeah. to do it's a, that. Yeah, it is
0: a bit of a strange one, and it was very uh, jarring. But the uh, opening animation was absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, continue about your general thoughts on the film. Sorry. Yeah,
1: sorry. Real- and also the production design is, like, insane. Yeah. Like, the detail, like, because if you think about, like, Structure of the film, like there's so many like different components to it, and then for the, that, honestly, that must have taken them so long to come up with everything. But yeah, I thought that was really good. There's some cool cinematography as well, but um, there were some flaws in it as There were well. some flaws.
0: I, uh, on, on sort of a positive note, because I, I don't want to be too sort of pessimistic straight away, you know, 10 minutes, yeah, I've kind review. of said the positive stuff, yeah, <laughs> so then... I'm gonna build myself up to be a <laughs> yeah. bit negative about this film. Um, I think. I appreciated the idea behind it, Um, and for those who either um, haven't seen it or couldn't bloody follow it, because fair enough, um, it's sort of, it's pitched like an actual magazine almost. The film's sort of split into three sort of short stories, all of which take up a part of um, a magazine called The French Dispatch, or like a newspaper called The French Dispatch, all of them covering different things, all of them having their wide variety of different characters. Um and styles. I like that as a concept. If you if yeah, you told yeah, me about that, if I, I didn't know about that going in, but if I did, I'd be quite sold on that. I like the idea that it's three short stories, it's kind of its own thing, it's, it's not, I don't know, it, it's, it's, very, it's very different, but it's very Wes Anderson as well. Wes Anderson's got a very obvious style with a lot of his films, you kind of know what you're going to get, it's a kind of basic package, and that sounds an exact kind of like Wes Anderson concept. It's exactly the kind of thing you'd expect from him. And, you know, it was that, but, yeah, it was, yeah, it was an interesting
1: yeah.
0: experience, generally. Um, I think with I think with the stories, I think the stories were interesting. Again, I like everything that they tried to do, but I just couldn't help but be sat there and feel a little bit bored. Yeah, which I think my it's kind because,
1: I don't know, I like... I think Wes Anderson is really, like, inspired by French New Wave. Like, mm. with all, like, Goddard's film, like, he always has, like, these episodes and stuff. And I think he's tried to... Like, in other films, he's tried to, like, take inspiration from that. But this as well, I think maybe that's where he came up with the whole, um, like, sort of separating the yeah. narrative a bit. But I don't know, I think it seems like he's very, like... He's, like, honed in on his style and it's, like... I want something new and it's just like very like similar like yeah. throughout all his films and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm not the biggest fan of his work also cuz I think it just gets like parodied a lot like his style like obviously like um, it's amazing like when he first like started doing it with the first few films and like that's the reason why everyone started like copying it like, the amount of student films, yeah. like, we oh, see... Christ. With, like, yeah, the bird's eye thing, with everything laid out on the table. Mm. I'm like, I kind of just want to see something a bit different.
0: Yeah. It sort but, of feels like... It, when I suppose Wes Anderson's style was new and refreshing, but now, because so many people are like, oh, that's cool, it's, like, now a little bit, in a way, would you say, oversaturated, maybe? Yeah. And I think that's something with this film that I, I, I liked, but also, again, was a bit of a criticism... Um, and I've seen a few people saying very similar things or iterations of this, but it kind of felt like Wes Anderson parodying Wes Anderson, Yeah. which is kind of, it's so true because I, I kind of got that vibe from this film in a more complex way. I think I put it on Twitter <clears throat> or Letterboxd or something like that, whereas it feels like Wes Anderson forgot how to make a Wes Anderson film so watched all the Wes Anderson films <laughs> to try and make a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, and it ended up being a very Wes Anderson film. I said a lot of... I said Wes Anderson <laughs> a lot I said his name of, of times. But it's the kind of thing where it felt like it was someone... Like you, you taught an alien or an AI how to make a Wes Anderson film, and they did it.
1: Yeah. Based off of
0: everything that he's made before, it's like, okay, so we've got this style, this style, this style. Got a bit of animated in there, bit of live action. Yeah. Bit of black and white, bit of colour, bit of 4 yeah. by 3 bit of, like, well, widescreen. Screen. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's so weird but I don't know. I can see a lot of people liking this but I for me I don't know it wasn't really particularly my cup of tea, I don't think. Yeah. Um and it's a very different style, it's very out there anyway, and I think for general audiences this is gonna be a very difficult film. If you're not familiar with Wes Anderson's work, I'm not sure I would recommend this. Um If you want to get into Wes Anderson's work, I'm still not sure I'd recommend this. Yeah, go
1: watch the Grand Budapest Hotel. Watch Grand Budapest. Or Fantastic and supports.
0: Those are like... uh, Yeah, it's it's a weird one with him, though. I think it's annoying because the concepts are quite like, the the sort of short stories built into this magazine and you get to watch each story unfold. But, like, the thing... Again, talking about the different aesthetics of the animation, like, actually, colour, black and white, all that sort of stuff is that it wasn't as if, like... One story was black and white and 4 by 3 One story was colour, widescreen. One story was entirely animated. It wasn't like they had their own styles, like you'd find in a magazine. Yeah. It was almost as if, like, it, it, everything just kind of had its... It just did whatever it could. And there were so many shots in the film that were in black and white, and then were cut to colour, and then cut back to black and white yeah. for one shot. And it's like, there's no... There's only one time I thought saw the relevance in that. I think that's when the kid was like kidnapped and he asked to see like the colour of her eyes or whatever. That was the only time oh, where I was yeah, like, yeah. that was relevant. But the rest of it, I was kind of like, "That's doesn't seem too yeah. relevant. Like, why are you doing that? I, I think you that's...
1: should have just stuck to one colour because I think both of them looked good. Like A lot of people mm. didn't like the black and white, but I think sometimes the black and white does look really good. But the colour also, I really like the colour just because... You know, he does like, use a lot of color in his work, a lot of like warm colors. So yeah, I thought yeah. that also looked really nice. But I didn't know when I was watching like if it was just me being dumb and not getting it, or <laughs> maybe it's because I couldn't like, I don't know. I just, I just was like, why, <laughs> why? Yeah. I wasn't too sure. I was like, I don't know. But like, I know what you
0: mean though, because Wes Anderson has a really gorgeous kind of color palette for his films. Yeah, um, it's I'm hilarious. quite new to them, but even when I watched like. Grand Budapest. Even before I'd seen Grand Budapest, I'd sort of seen enough about it where I'm like, wow, that looks like yeah, so
1: pretty, gorgeous.
0: It's so nice. Um, But I think there's a lot of elements. I mean, like, dare I say, even the music for me didn't really stick out. Yeah. Like the opening song, again, cool. But to be honest, I'd see the opening titles as like a its own short film, and I'd give that five stars.
1: No, I (laughs) I think there was some. Some cool songs. I don't remember anything in particular, though. But I think West Anderson usually does have really good um, soundtracks. But I don't remember there being too many, like, scores mm. on this one.
0: Because obviously, like, Grand Budapest has a very iconic...
1: Yeah, score to
0: it, especially that the um Mr Mustafa theme. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Everyone, every film student has that in their bloody Spotify playlist. It's a great.
1: Whenever I have to write essays, I just put that that playlist on.
0: Yeah, genuinely. But I feel with the French Dispatch, I didn't really get that other than like the opening song. But that was like a an opening like actual song. song. That was a
1: cool song, and it was great. It was a fantastic
0: song, and I really fit the vibe of it. And that opening sequence again really got me into it. Like this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. And then I was bored for like two hours and <laughs> yeah. And we came out and it was like, was it like one hour 40 or something?
1: Yeah, that was And insane. we were like,
0: I can't believe that was like one hour it, it felt was, like two and a half yeah, hours. I think
1: it was halfway through like the second one when I was like, okay, is it going to be done soon? Or, <laughs> I remember like seeing the last, um, what's it called, like title card and it said end note. And I
0: was like, oh, thank God. I'm yeah, happy. yeah. <laughs>
1: Get me out of the cinema please.
0: <laughs> so there was kind of like there was there was three sort of stories in there, uh, three sort of big stories. The first of which being um, the painter, the one about the painter in prison, um, the artist and the people trying to sell his art outside of the prison. Second story being about some sort of like student revolution or that sort of thing, Timothy Chalamet, and that, Chalamet. yeah. Um our Lord and like Savage. <laughs> we love that to me. And the third story with the food critic, oh, I think it was about, he was talking about the, the food and drink section and that mm-hmm. was about the kidnapping of someone's son and all sorts. Do you have, I mean there's three of them, do you have a favourite and least favourite section of this film?
1: I, do, I think the first one I quite liked.
0: The first one. Yeah, I think I, I'd agree with that.
1: Just because it was a bit like, I don't know, different. The second one. I thought it was cool because it was Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, but they also disappointed me.
0: I have to say the uh, the second one was probably right. my least favorite of the th- I, three. I was
1: so confused because the whole thing is built on like them two having this sort of like weird relationship.
0: I kind of lost what was going on. Yeah, there, it confused to be me so
1: much because <laughs> like it was them like talking, then it cuts to like you hear like noises of like a, a bed springs, and I was like, wait what? And then it's like them sat in a bed together. Yeah, I, was, like, I didn't want to make I-
0: assumptions, but like. They, yeah, they just slept together.
1: But it was so weird though because when they were in bed, they weren't acting like they just slept together. It seemed like they were just like you know writing or doing what they were yeah. doing. So I was like, did they or yeah, did they not? I was I was
0: like, like, it wasn't really. Yeah, it was a weird one because it's I don't know that that whole thing for me is that I I kind of liked what they were trying to do with it. I thought like Timothy Chalamet was all right, although I know a lot of people would say that's probably. Like, not one of his notable performances. Yeah, like, at I thought all. it was
1: alright. I think just for this film, like, even though there's all these big names, like, none of them have, like, really
0: any big, like, significance to the film. Yeah. I think we'll, I'm, I'm gonna leave sort of character talk and actors because this has got such a big cast and there's so many yeah. big names in this and there's so many characters in this. Um, We'll leave that till the sort of second half after the break. But, like, um, Generally, I think for me the, the opening story with the painting I think was brilliant. I actually quite liked that. The that felt very uh, Wes yeah. Anderson. y and and all this film feels very Wes Anderson. He almost do Wes Anderson. y um, but that first story I, I really I really quite liked. Um, with the painter and yeah the, I like that was really I cool I can't
1: remember his name but the guy who plays like you know the painter I thought it was really good oh and also Adrian Brody I love I think he's such a Adrian actor. Brody's brilliant in but this. we'll talk about that later yeah <laughs>
0: yeah and meanwhile I'm going to try and remember the the actor's name who plays the painter yeah yeah um the second story the sort of evolution one it's one of the ones it's it, it sort of like It's not the film's problem with, like, the whole... I didn't didn't really... I I can make sense of most of the film. It was just this sort of segment that I sort of lost a little bit, which to me is, like, okay, it's not the film. It's actually just that segment.
1: Yeah. Because it's split
0: into three, I can easily go, okay, that was probably my least favourite. And the Fear Critic stuff was nice, but then at the same time, probably the most forgettable as well, for me. I, I didn't really, like... I liked a few bits of it, but it didn't really... Like make too much sense to me what was kind of going on half the time and again don't want to dwell on characters and stuff like that but like i feel like there was a lot of characters in this the film generally um, and actors that were very much underused which is all right obviously Mm -hmm. because Wes Anderson does do that where he throws a character and he goes ah cameo but this is like sold on the like the size of the cast and it's like i felt like not many of them had too much to do in this but yeah well We'll shift onto that in a bit. Yep. What did you think about the final um, story, the sort of food critic bit?
1: The food critic, I I quite liked. It seemed like a little bit meta, like with the whole like them being in a film shoot, the cameras being there. I don't know. I always quite like that when you see that in films. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I thought um, I thought it was quite good. It wasn't. I don't know. I feel like that um, whole bit kind of redeemed. Bit like stuff that was lacking in the second bit but yeah still wasn't I don't know yeah amazing
0: I think that's the bit of the film where they really started to blend the animation with the live action as well yeah um they used a few things there was a great because again one thing Wes Anderson does manage to inject really well into his films no matter what is I'd say humor I think his sense of humour yeah, is really good. Yeah,
1: this film was actually really funny. There was, was a lot of thing. funny bits in this. Everyone was laughing so much at this yeah.
0: time. Yeah, almost too much. There were certain bits <laughs> yeah, where I was yeah. like, why are people laughing at this? Am I stupid? Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> understand this. Um, but there's a great sort of visual gag with this. It was not even a visual gag. I think I just appreciated it um, in the sense that there's a scene where a hot, hot air balloon picks someone up out of a roof and you get the whole scene play out and the guy disappears through the roof. And then mm. it cuts to an animated shot of a hot air balloon flying away. I quite like that because it's just yeah. a, an easy way of going. We couldn't afford to get a real hot air balloon for this, and we didn't want to yeah. do that. So that was funny for me. Um, the problem I had was more the next animated bit because it just sort of went from because it was like a car chase. There was a car yeah. chase sequence, and that was entirely animated. It looked great, but again, it's that sort of thing for me where it's like black and white to color to an animated car chase, and I'm like this is just it's a it's a combination of styles and what if you if what you're after is someone's portfolio in a film then this is great lucky you but for me i kind of like a consistency at least to some ex- like extent even yeah. with wes anderson a lot of his films are consistent this is just kind of it felt a bit too all, all over the place in a way yeah i um,
1: think wait you don't want no to no start. no go on. <laughs> i was going to say um i think The thing, the issue I had with the animation thing was the fact it seemed like we saw the animation at the beginning, then we didn't see it, like, the whole film until it got to the last third. And all of a sudden we have, like, these two, two, like, little segments. And like you said, I kind of liked the hot air balloon. But when the car scene happened, I feel like it would have been so more, like, impactful if we actually just saw it.
0: Like, but I feel there's so many good shots you could have had there with the yeah, cars as I well. I feel like it was so
1: cool. It was, not, it was like night time as nighttime, well. Night time, like they could have had some great black and
0: white shots there. It's like, it almost felt to me as like, the first one was like, oh yeah, because we can't afford to have a hot air balloon. And there's no yeah, way maybe. you can make that look good in CGI in a Anderson film. But then it came to the car chase and I was like, Okay, you definitely have the budget to do a bloody car chase. Like, come on, yeah. you can do that. There's some great opportunities there.
1: Like Fast and Furious does that. You come on. And there was
0: a there was a random guy in it as well. He was just this like strongman character who just died on top of the car.
1: Oh my god, yeah, i
0: remember that. I mean, that's not you, but was he introduced at all, or was he just there for the car chase? I. I it was so weird. He just sort of arrived, then jumped on the car, then got I think flown maybe into he was like the
1: security of like. You know, the people who were trying to, like...
0: Yeah, something like that. And I know we are sounding vague a little bit for people who are so I'm trying not to... I mean, there's nothing really to spoil about this film, but, like, we're trying to be a bit vague, but also at the same time, when there's this many main characters, it's not, like, one or two people who you should really remember the name of. It's, like, there's about 20-odd people, so I just forget. Because, to be honest, I wasn't going to sit there with a notepad. I kind of just wanted to watch the film.
1: Yeah. I don't think you can really spoil this film, like... There's nothing, like, major that happens, like, no massive, like, emotional yeah, twist no. and, like, no. it's just, like, a slice of, I hate yeah. saying slice of life, because this isn't, like, a normal, normal life. everyday yeah. life, this isn't really The Rumble, but, the French Dispatch, is a <laughs> yeah, slice, the of, slice life. of life. <laughs> but, you know, that's the kind of, like, um...
0: Yeah, it's quite a self-inclosed kind of story, no one's going to be going, oh, you spoiled this, where's Anderson's from just, like, little it's stories,
1: like, yeah.
0: Can't really spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I I think it's, there's certain things, there's so many characters in this, I I just forget what half of them are called, and it makes me sound a bit stupid, because I'm like, oh, this person, and this, (laughs) and it's like, but really, they don't really introduce any of these characters, they've introduced, like, a handful of them, but, like, most of them are just on screen, and you're just like, oh, that's a person played by this actor. Even in the credits,
1: though, the characters' names are quite random, I think. Yeah, totally.
0: The only one I could remember was... Uh, Jeffrey Wright's character being called Mr. Wright, because I thought it was quite funny that the, the character's oh, name really? was the same as the actor's that. name. Um, but other than that, literally can't remember a single name Is that this the film. guy from
1: Westworld? For, like, the guy from Westworld, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but there's like there's so many things like that where I'm just like, this film is, is in one hand, like very different, very out there, very Wes Anderson. If you're a fan of his work, you might like this. But I, I I'd struggle to recommend it because. It is very all over the place and I really don't really understand what's going on half the time. Yeah. And I want to like it, I, trust me, I really do want to like it but and again there's a lot of shots in there that look gorgeous like again that you know, you've seen before really early on like the set design mm. um I thought and the production design, the, the whole thing generally was it, it, that looked really nice and there wasn't a single shot of this film really that I thought oh this looks really horrible there was one actually there was one that's a lie There was, and I've I've spoken about this before, but it annoyed me. When you watch this film, if you guys haven't seen it already, there is a a shot where the painter and the prison guard are lying down and they sort of do like a 180 um, as each one of them talks. And it's just, it doesn't match up at all. They're in the wrong position.
1: Really? I, I don't remember this. I'm going like, to have to go back and look. What it's, it's like happened. one
0: was on the left and one was on the right. And then when it flipped 180, one was on. They, they flipped oh my positions. God, really? like, genuinely. Where's they, the continuity? That's, Come what, on, I mean. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I wasn't really sure if it was a continuity mistake. Or whether it was intentional, because, oh, where's Anderson?
1: Yeah, but, it's and, trying to be and, different. And I
0: think that, to me, is the problem. If it was another where not, where's Anderson? film, I'd be like, oh, that's just a continuity error. But with this, because it's so out there and so all over the place, as much as many people could see that as a good thing, for me, it kind of felt like a little bit of a, a convenient shield in case there was any mistakes. For example, like this potential continuity mistake. It's like going, oh, well, it was meant to be like that. And then some <laughs> parts of me go, well, okay. But I, I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> and I know that's not my general vibe um, with a lot of this film, as much as I did want to actually like it. Um, I would just a little shout out as well to the opening bit um, of... Uh, Christ, what I can't believe it. Owen Wilson's character on a, on a bike riding around um, the city. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. I really love that. That was probably the only part of the film... It's uh, cool. basically the first half an hour... 40 minutes, I really liked. The stuff with the painter, the stuff with Owen Wilson on the bike. That was funny as well, like, all these little bits and bats and, and going around and he's trying to describe the city and make it, like, he's supposed to make it sound nice, but he's just describing all the dead bodies in the river and, like, all this sort of thing. Yeah. I thought that was quite funny as a little segment. Um, but the story generally, despite a nice idea, I like the fact that it was cut to three, this, that, the other. I, probably one of the weaker... Um, Wes Anderson ones that I've seen I mean obviously this is the only like the third one I've seen but like I look back to even some other ones and I'm like it looks like it's got a consistent story or it looks like it's got a more riveting and engaging story than I got Mm. with The French Dispatch Um, so it's annoying because The French French Dispatch for me is one that I really wanted to like yeah so but just I think
1: I think that's just the thing with Wes Anderson, like whether you like his films a lot depends on like the types of films you like and like the style. Because yeah. like we have some friends that really like it. Like I remember, like this is also another one. Of the reason I had high hopes is because our friends went to like the screening the morning of the yeah. one we did, yeah, yeah. and they were giving it like four four. And oh half yeah, they stars really liked And I was it. like, wow. I was quite okay. excited because I was like, oh, got these good his friends film. are also quite critical of um, films usually, so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm I, looking forward to but it. But I and kind then, of think that's
0: a perfect sort of way to describe and sum up this film is it's really difficult to recommend this one. I think it's one that, if you're a fan of Wes Anderson, if you're not a fan of Wes Anderson, you don't like his work, you definitely won't like this. But if you're a yeah, fan yeah, or you're, you're open to something new, then you, it probably is 50-50 for you. I think either you'll really like it, or you'll really not. And I, I think that's kind of how I've seen reviews going so far. Whether it be people we know or people on the internet, etc. I feel like it varies with the French Dispatch. It really, really does. It's, it's, it's going to be like a Marmite film. But mm. I think, unfortunately, it's not going to be one that I remember for too long. It certainly hasn't stuck with me as much as Grand Budapest did. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. Yeah. But that is that is just how it is. Um, before we go on a little break, we're going to start with our first segment, though. Um, so, this is it's weird because I haven't done this in so long. Um, on Spill Your Beans, if you're very new to the show, um, we do segments with our new guests on here. Two of them, we've got the Record Spinner and the 64K Ultra Mega HD range. Um, we're going to start with the Record Spinner, where we ask our guests Ooh. to contribute and nominate um, either an entire soundtrack for a film or an individual track from a film soundtrack that they love or it means something to them, etc. We've had some great choices so far, ranging from stuff from the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack with Lakeshore Drive. We've had stuff from, um, we've had a couple of entries from Hans Zimmer. Uh, we've had some classically French tunes. We've had Pure Imagination. We've had some great choices so far. None of them so are
1: going to be as good as mine. And this is what
0: I mean. You've been it's you've been be... hyping this up. Been, I don't know what you've picked. been
1: like George. You're but you've been gonna hyping love this it. up. You're gonna add this to all your playlists. Everyone listening, you're gonna be like, "Wow." Okay. It maybe you know it because okay it's like an indie film, but it's still, it's like quite well known. I okay. think.
0: So okay. So Before before you say, do you have any honorable mentions that you'd like to mention? Like, are oh, totally separate to this. Oh, Do you have I didn't any ideas think about that? Yeah, I probably should have told you. to think about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Caught you off guard there. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else that sticks out to you that isn't yeah. this number well, one, I'll one say choice. this
1: one now. Then the have I mean, a think about that. I'll that have going. a think. Okay. It's called Guaranteed Humming Version from Into the Wild, and it's sung by Eddie Vedder.
0: I have He's no idea. Really. I don't know what this is.
1: He's it's, it's like such a good film. It's like about it's kind of like a road film. It's following this guy who's um he just he like graduates from college and then he just like wants to be free and he like sells all his belongings and then he just like goes into the wild as yeah. the as the soundtrack soundtrack the film is yeah. called as well as the soundtrack yeah that just but, tend to be a, a trend but yeah it's it's like a humming version of a song that's in the film mm. and the humming version is also in the film obviously but yeah he this guy does the whole film and I think it's just a really good soundtrack that's my brilliant. dad was the one who showed me the film actually he loves it he bought the soundtrack is so the film good to it.
0: Yeah the like, film's no. good yeah. Yeah I've, neb- I've never I've never even heard of the film. You should watch it. And I'm not familiar with the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, something we're going to try on this uh show because I've not done this before but I'm going to try and play at least a 30 second little segment of this track um over the break um but we're going to cut here I'm going to have a quick listen to it and then I'm going to talk about my sort of thoughts on it before we go on the break so we're going to just magically cut here and yeah, so I've just listened to that in the magic power of editing. Um, so I really like that. That was really sweet. I, I, I used to, it felt really, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Almost weirdly nostalgic, even though I've never seen yeah. the film or heard the soundtrack. It kind of felt like quite like nice. which Very reminiscent. One of my favourite soundtracks is for a film called Local Hero and it's got a very similar vibe where it's kind of very relaxing and very mm. like, weirdly nostalgic, even though I've like, never seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. What,
1: I've never seen that film before.
0: Yeah, I yeah. don't know if I'd recommend the film, but oh, really? the soundtrack's is it, is it gorgeous. A... Um, so what, what sort of appealed you to this track? Like, why, why did you pick this up like anything else? are loads of film soundtracks out there. Did this mean something to you personally or is it just one you particularly really like? <laughs> I think a, a plate or something just fell over. We are recording um, in mm-hmm. my living room, which is also a kitchen. High. So, uh, yeah, someone yeah. decided to pop in and say the soundtrack.
1: Oh, Mm. Well, I don't know. I just really like it. The song, like, is also a good song. That, like, what yeah, it's yeah. based on, and I don't know. I just really like this film. Like, I don't. Know, I think I've seen it a couple of times. I don't know. It's quite emotional. I think it's mm. like, it's just nice to listen to. And like, even like, I don't know. I feel it's a really good like traveling song. It's like, if you're in a car. Like in a tube, late night, like. I here, could see it almost in. being
0: like a travel montage.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I mean with this over. I, it? I think
1: it might be actually.
0: There we go. Yeah. What does that say about my I can't film I not specifically knowledge. like
1: the scene it's in in the film, <laughs> but yeah, well, I think it's also like a reprise in the film as well. So like. That's nice. The sung, originally, and then there's like another humming bit of the song. So oh, that's right, brilliant. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Well, what I I, I, l- I love that. That's great, that's a great little addition. Um, For those listening as well, there is a Spotify playlist which you can access, um, which I usually link on Twitter. You can have a listen to all of the entries for the record spinner uh, on there, including this track today. We'll um, see you in about 30 seconds-ish when we will discuss further the cast of The French Dispatch, as well as Nicole's pick for the 64K Ultra Mega HD range. See you in a minute. like that little track if it played if it didn't work and you just heard some random copyright free music then i hope you enjoyed that as well um
1: forget this ever happened yeah
0: just forget that i ever (laughs) mentioned that and we'll never talk about it again um but yes back with nicole we're going to do the second segment now um which i've asked you to prepare an answer for this is the 64k ultra mega hd range we ask guests on spill your beans um to nominate a film to the most prestigious collection we say Get rid of the Steelbooks, Criterion Collection, Blu-rays, 4Ks, all that sort of kit and caboodle. This is the most elite, rare form of DVD release that you can ever get from a film. And only very special films get nominated to this category. So, out of all films ever, Nicole... But do you have any honourable mentions for this one?
1: Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay.
0: uh, do you, what is your pick for... 64K Ultra Mega HD range.
1: My pick is Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. I thought, would you expect that? Because you know, I, it's pretty obvious. It's I would have. I would have. Doing.
0: Yeah, I should have guessed. That's <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah, I haven't seen it.
1: Really? Wow!
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it.
1: <sighs> oh my god! I tried to have convince to. my parents
0: to watch it, but they won't.
1: It's so good, you mm. George. This is your film. You will love it. I need to watch it. You actually will. I mean, it w- it's gonna. It's going to be at least a four stars from me, I think.
0: Brilliant. In the sort of case of myself and maybe people who are listening who haven't seen it, sell us.
1: I'm going to sell it to you. What's Bill it about? Bill Murray. B- all, that's all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's about... Um, it's so good. It's about this guy, Bill Murray's character. He's famous in America and he has these issues at home, but he's gone to Japan for, like, business. He's starring in, like, commercial. He's... It's obviously... Well, It's obvious his career has like um, declined, and now he's taking up this advertisement like for like some sort of whiskey, and he's like just quite depressed in Japan. He's in this hotel alone. He's got really no friends, and then in almost like a parallel way, he meets another guest at the hotel called Charlotte. He's played by Scarlett Johansson, and she is there with her boyfriend who's like a photographer but he's kind of actually he's her husband but he's kind of like I don't know he's not you just know he's not right for her, they're not right, right for dick. each other. He's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Yes you can't yeah. dick. And um, so she's he's off working, like going out with all these glamorous girls that we see him talk to and all this stuff and she's there mm. alone, like and both of them are like trying to figure out their lives really and then they meet and it's like this really nice like friendship but it's also sort of romantic in a weird way even though it's not sexual it's like they're just like connected to each other and yeah, and, yeah it's just about that it's like yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good I like it
0: definitely that's a great one that's a great little you've yeah. sold me on it I mean I was I, already sold in it yeah. I do want to watch it I just <laughs> hadn't got around to it
1: there's some really nice shots as well it's actually yeah. funny because um you know sean renders mm. <laughs> he did a music video for one of his songs called um lost in japan and then he like recreates all the shots oh wow lost in translation, all the iconic ones like the lift like him sat on his bed like the cinematography is actually like really pretty in the film mm. it's good yeah good stuff Should watch it
0: i will <laughs> <laughs> is is there any particular reason um that you picked this for your entry here or is it just because you really like the film
1: I just really like the film. Fair like. enough. And I think yeah. it's one, like, um, I don't know, I feel like it's quite, it's quite well-known.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: But, um, I don't know, loads of people haven't watched it for some reason, like,
0: yeah. why? It one do do it. It. It's one of those ones that I've only heard about in recent years. Or yeah. it's, one, it's one that I've definitely heard about, but then didn't really know much about until yeah. a couple of years ago, I think which some... I say about a lot of films, come yeah. to me, to be honest.
1: I think some people write it off just because um, it looks like it's going to be like a sort of like classic like, romance, like all of this, but yeah, it's really not, yeah. like, it's it's just a really good film. Yeah. I even have a poster of it in my room. Well, that's so, that's, yeah. that's
0: a bigger signal than <laughs> any, really. Um, so, talking to Bill Murray, yeah, that was a good transition. That was talking to so Bill sweet. Murray, <laughs> uh, we're now going to talk about the cast members of the French Dispatch. It's obviously almost well-known for having a huge cast now. Um, so I thought what would be fun is to go through the cast list and talk about their roles in the film and see if, you know, what we thought about them, if we can remember what they did. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: okay, I'm going to look it
0: So up. we'll start with, of course, Bill Murray.
1: Bill Murray. He was, like, the... It was, like, a really weird... I thought he was going to be, like, the main... Guy yeah. in a film, but you only really see him like at the beginning, and then obviously, spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. um,
0: I think it's one of those ones because Bill Murray's always like the cameo character um, for. um like Wes Anderson films, mm-hmm. and it
1: feels like every character in this film is a cameo <laughs> character. <laughs> I think
0: that sums it up quite well, actually. But I think it was weird in this. that I was expecting Bill Murray to have a a, a bigger role. I thought yeah. finally um, Wes Anderson has convinced Bill Murray to really like jump in and 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 do some like do it more. And he did do a little bit more, but it wasn't really much. He
1: yeah. was just sort of there
0: for the transitions between the stories. Yeah. And then, as you said, he just sort of pops his clogs. Um, and and like even like. Even Max, who I know has talked to us about like this, he, he, he's quite a fan of Bill Murray, or he seems to yeah. be anyway. Um, and even he was like, shit in this film. Like, Bill Murray was all, you know, Bill Murray's Bill Murray, but that's kind of the problem. Yeah. He's just kind of the same every time, really. He's, he's got one kind of performance, especially now he's getting older as well. It's very just, it just is what it is, and it isn't very much. Yeah. Um... We'll move on from that. Timothy Chalamet. Obviously, new to the Wes Anderson okay. uh, cast here. Yeah. Thoughts on Timothy Chalamet in this film?
1: You know, I thought he was actually pretty good.
0: He was alright. I? Yeah. I, like, I, I...
1: he wasn't like I don't think Wes, Wes Anderson you can expect too too much of actors just because the films themselves are quite like they're supposed to be emotion like mm. not like emo- I'm not gonna say emotionless because like there are some emotion but. Quite like you know flat and deadpan. And yeah, I think him and Francis, Francis McDormand actually like bounced well. They from each other. they they did However, bounce well off each weird other. Weird the relationship. Yeah, I,
0: I, they did bounce well off each other. For me, though, I think in a weird way, maybe because this is probably my least favorite part of the film, um, this sort of story that they did. I I sort of get the impression from these two that they are brilliant actors, but maybe not. The go-to for Wes Anderson's style, mm. at least for me, anyway. Like they did a good job, but I didn't look at that and go, "This is an excellent performance." Like, for example, Grand Budapest, you have uh, Ralph Fiennes, who is a brilliant actor, anyway, but was great in Brand uh, Brand Budapest, Bra- uh, Grand Budapest. <laughs> he was. I nearly did n- that. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was great in that, and he felt proper, like Wes Anderson kind of character. He was brilliant. Mm. Um, Whereas with this, it's like Timothy Chalamet and Francis McDormand, they were great, and they are phenomenal actors, but in this it kind of just, especially because it's like Wes Anderson's such a very specific style of directing that, like, it it either works for an actor or it doesn't. There's two categories, Mm. it's like how good of an actor you are, and how good of an actor you are in a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, I thought like um,
1: Owen Wilson was like the perfect. Oh, Owen Sanderson Wilson's perfect because he's just fucking weird. Like in *Royal Tenements*, <laughs> I thought he was so good. Like, he's brilliant in that. Yeah, he's he actually brilliant. I this as well. I thought um, was really
0: good. Tilda Swinton.
1: Oh yeah, who, I didn't even recognize her. Yeah, do you not? No, I knew she was in the film. It took me like the, a solid like thirty seconds to realize it was her because she, of the she's ginger the, hair.
0: She's the queen of like prosthetic makeup in a lot of films. Yeah, like she's been she in so is. many films that I I look at the. Cast at the end and go. Hang on, that was Tilda Swinton.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. with
0: this song, I kind of picked up on it straight away, and she was all right, but like there was nothing again for me particularly special. Like one of my favourite Tilda Swinton performances probably was uh, Snowpiercer. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: No, I want to see oh, it. No,
0: she's brilliant Is in that. Is that
1: the Bong Jun uh, um, Ho
0: one? Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, that. Um, I it was said his name right. I yeah, I don't know if I did either. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a great film, and she's excellent in that. She's got a lot of prosthetic makeup on, and I did genuinely didn't even know it was her until yeah. the credits came on. And it said Tilda Swinton, I was like, Who the f- is Tilda Swinton?" About? And but I, I googled it.
1: In the new Suspiria as well, I'm pretty sure it's this one that I'm thinking. Mm. Of, she plays two characters in that as well, and I was like, "But I think in that one, it was quite obvious that it was her." That's what that actually put me off of the film, knowing that. Yeah. I knew it was her. No, but I think Tilda, that, I think it was down to the makeup more. Yeah, than her,
0: Tilda you know. Swinton is 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 a great actress. And she was fine in this, but it always seems... For me, she's such a good actress, she's an actress that I absolutely love almost every time I see her on the screen. It almost feels a shame when she's not utilised. And I think I feel like that with a lot of actors in this film. Yeah. Um, and we'll get on to that. Although, we're talking about a good one, Adrian Brody.
1: Um, I love him. Your
0: golden boy. I was so
1: surprised. <laughs> My golden boy. I was so surprised, though, because he... Like, the last film I watched with him in it, was called, I think it's called The Pianist.
0: I the need way? to watch that. Yeah. I think because yeah. I get
1: confused because there's also a film called The Piano, and I'm like, which one is? It? It's The Pianist, but I think. It's the, the pianist, um, yeah. war one. It's a war World one. War it's one. amazing. Like, it yeah. was so emotional in that. Like his acting is amazing. So I was really surprised he did something like this, but I think it actually suited him. Yeah. A lot. Also, no, his mustache just goes. That was brilliant. So he well looks, well looks great, he
0: always—he is the kind of person who's a good actor. And also a good Wes Anderson film actor. He always smashes it with these, and like, he 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 looks great. He looks the bloody part. He's fat. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to butcher this next name Um, (laughs) um, name Leah or Lee uh, Sadoo? Sadoo? I don't know. are you on Google? Yeah. Oh yeah, next is, to, is
1: She the is one who's really? in No Time to Die. Yeah, and I noticed yeah, this, I and was I was like, like "Is it?" Is her? it?
0: <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I was so surprised.
0: But yeah, no. She looks so different. But apparently, she was in Grand Budapest as well. Really, I, I didn't notice But she was alright in this. Yeah, fine. I she
1: was pretty good. Didn't really say
0: much. Yeah, um, it's not like
1: I can't really say anything. That was
0: part but... of the painter story, and the painter it was played by Benicio del Toro, was the name we couldn't ah. remember earlier, and he was brilliant.
1: Yeah, he I thought he, he was does. really good.
0: He managed to capture the comedy and all that sort of thing really, yeah. really well. Um, I thought Jeffrey Wright was really good.
1: Yeah, I thought he was quite good.
0: Considering, um, like, I think this is his first with Anderson film. I I swear,
1: like, it's so weird because up until, George introduced me to Westworld. Yeah, as then, I do with lots of people. Yeah, he just, we watched, like, the first season and we were watching season two. But I up until then I swear I'd never seen this man in my life. <laughs> and all of a sudden this year, I see him in Westworld. I see him in No Time to Die. James Bond, yeah. James Bond. I've watched my first James Bond films this year, and also in this I'm like, wow, he's really like.
0: He's in like almost everything, he's in the Maybe new Marvel I show as well.
1: Looked out actively for him.
0: Yeah, I think I'm the same with that. There's been films where he's popped up in. I'm like, how is he? Yeah.
1: But he's like, I don't know.
0: He's either popping off at the minute...
1: But he's a really good
0: actor. Or, or, yeah, yeah, know. he's excellent. And I think, he, again, he did a, quite a good job with the Wes Anderson yeah. style. He did a lot of narration in his part of the story. And I think it was very it was very well done. It was, quite again, yeah. very Wes Anderson-y, but it worked. And considering, I think this... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is his first Wes Anderson film. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Mm, yeah, I think it was
0: good. Um, obviously, Owen Wilson's brilliant.
1: We say Willem Dafoe, is so funny, just him. What did he do? He literally just sat in a prison case.
0: Honestly, man, I love Willem Dafoe. I mean, uh, people probably have realized- This is The
1: Lighthouse part two. This This is the truth.
0: But like, the podcast is called Spill Your Beans. It's a quote from The Lighthouse, said by Willem Dafoe. I love Willem Dafoe, he's great. He's great in The Lighthouse, he's great in Green Goblin and Spider-Man. He's great in everything I've seen him in, which is definitely, hopefully, beyond those two films. However, in this, I was just like, I was so disappointed. I was disappointed with Will Dafoe. I was disappointed with Edward Norton and Christoph Waltz.
1: I don't even remember Edward Norton. He was, was the one I who kidnapped
0: remember. the kid. Really?
1: Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> I didn't even... I swear, even watching that, I didn't even... Maybe it's just forgettable. Yeah, that part and then Christoph Waltz just
0: showed up for one scene.
1: Yeah, that was disappointing because I really love Christoph. Waltz. Will M. Defoe, Edward actor. Norton,
0: Christoph Waltz. Elizabeth
1: Moss. She just tied up. And Sasha Ronan. Oh, yeah. I was so excited <laughs> for Sasha Ronan because she's such a good actress. And then she gets given, like, what, I like can't three even seconds? remember these of people screen being in the time, film. And then she gets killed off. Wait, like, which one was she? She was, you know, when the boy was, like, locked up. She was the, because she's a prostitute. She was, like, carting oh, and getting gangsters. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: then yeah, yeah. she gets killed. She just dies. That's, yeah, again, people I didn't even realise we we're in this film. Um,. But yeah, there's a few actors in here, again, that I really...
1: Also, Alex Lawther. You know the one from Black Mirror? Alex
0: Lawther. He's
1: also in a Declan McKenna music video. It's <laughs> a pretty good actor, Alex
0: La- actually. Wait, as it's... in Alex Lawther, the, the young lad who looks a lot younger than he actually is? He's also
1: in The End of the F***ing World. Yes! Yeah, and The Imitation Game. He wasn't in this? Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, he was in it. Um, who did he play? I can't remember. I think sure he was, he was, he was in, in it? He might have been in The Prison. Um, wait, I'm just gonna look it up really quick. Was he? I'm yeah. so good
0: to see you've you've baffled me now. He was. I was staying professional was, up until so like about fifty-six minutes, and now I'm I, now I'm done. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Alex Lawther wasn't in that. See,
1: it's annoying because it hasn't come out yet, so you can't yeah, find that's the anything. that's the that's the thing. But he was in it. I promise. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's he, insane. He in the cast list if you look.
0: Was he maybe the kid who who walked in at the beginning?
1: No. No,
0: I can't remember. The kid
1: who walked in the beginning was actually at the screening we were at. Was he? Yeah. Was he actually? Yeah, he was sat like. I'm um, so oblivious. Me and Zara told you. Did you? Know, did you know I, I
0: might have just been ignoring you like normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: too, he's
0: too good for us. I'm trying to think, but yeah, no, there was a lot of people in this who I kind of recognise, but then again, it's just a shame. And again, with people like yeah. Willem Dafoe, Edward Norton, Christoph Waltz, people who are brilliant actors, especially brilliant actors. Who have been in other Wes Anderson projects and have been brilliant. Yeah. Willem Dafoe in Grand Budapest was one of the funniest and best performances I've seen. In, like in that film, it was brilliant. It was so funny yeah. when he just rocked up dressed as a priest and then started skiing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Amazing stuff. I love Willem Dafoe. And I don't know. It's 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 yeah, a yeah. shame because I saw them and I was like, oh yes, this this is the Willem Dafoe bit. I can't wait to see yeah. more Willem Dafoe. Edward Norton, Christoph Waltz. Psych. <laughs> it's like a line of dialogue, and that's that's the yeah. thing. Um,
1: but also I think it's kind of cool that like the actors like obviously they know what it means to be in a Wes Anderson film so that they're like fine with taking like these tiny parts
0: maybe that's kind of what it is then yeah Yeah,
1: I think it's probably them like being fans and also like I don't know saying you're in a Wes Anderson film is kind of cool yeah
0: I guess I mean maybe it's one of those things as well where like because he's done other films because he's got that sort of reputation because he's had these actors in other films before and they've enjoyed it he can, instead of having just, like, nobodies in these sort of minor roles, he can go, hey, you, Mr. Celebrity Person, would you like to jump in and, and play this role yeah. and, and just be here for, like, a minute? Also, to um, be fair,
1: if they want a little bit of cash, they probably get loads just oh, for, probably, like, yeah, one day. <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, no, I think the cast is brilliant. There's a lot of great faces in there. There's a lot of great actors in there. And I, for me, just, the general theme with this is a lot of just under I wish there was less big famous actors in it. Because I think the one downside you have with casting big famous actors for these cameos, but not really cameos because they're a part of the actual story properly, and they're in like, the poster. The co- so if, like, if they hadn't announced that like, Will and Defoe, or, like, we're in this film, if they weren't in the opening credits... I'd be like, oh, cool, Willem Dafoe.
1: That would have been such good press as well. Imagine, yeah. like, you only name, like, five big actors and the rest of, like, the film comes out and then everyone's like, oh, my God. But that's It It has this, 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 people this this." People are going to watch the
0: film anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? People know, like, some people are going to be yeah. in it anyway. It's just, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird one. I kind of felt a little bit, like, disappointed with their lack of, like, role in this. You know, I, there's a lot of actors in this. Some of them... I'm not too familiar with, with or or too big fans of. So when I saw like Willem Dafoe, for example, I'm like, oh, can't wait to see what he's gonna do. And he did nothing. Um, But yeah, I think that's that's the kind of thing with this film. I feel for me, there was a lot of cast members, and I yeah, I think there was less attention across all of them because Mm. of that. Owen Wilson was fab, but he got like less than ten minutes of screen time, and he's brilliant. It's Owen Wilson. He's he's excellent in this, but he he just you know he didn't he didn't do much because he was only in the film for about 10 minutes for that opening sequence um, thing with the bike and that was about it.
1: Yeah. So. Also, I think, I think, I really want filmmakers to use, like, people we don't know more. Mm. Like, 1917, like, when George McKay was, like, he's the main guy in it and, um, even in Dunkirk, I can't remember what the main guy is. Like, they're all, like, these unknown actors. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of talk about it recently with Squid Game. Like, because um obviously like the actors are unknown in like western world and like it's mm. done so it's done so well it's like number one tv show like mm. I, don't think know, I think netflix
0: said it was it worth like so 90 million dollars or something yeah or it's the same but Nine, no I th- 900 million sorry 900
1: I think <laughs> yeah yeah. but it's insane i wish like i don't know i think it would be cool if i said this because i think he's done it before with like um, Moonway's Kingdom, like the kids, obviously known, mm. but I suppose it's harder to find known kid actors. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think it would be cool if he like, I don't know, branched out and could do like one, because I think people would be really interested in it as well. Like, mm, mm,
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. That you, you you have to bang on though. I kind of I, it would be nice to see a Wes Anderson project that doesn't have, or maybe has a huge star to the cast, but the main character.
1: Yeah. Is totally unknown. Yeah. That'd be
0: interesting. And I guess I think he kind of did that with Grand Budapest, with the young lad, but yeah. he's known, I think. I mean, I, I. for me, I don't really know him much, because I, cause I'd yeah, only I see don't seen him in Spider-Man. I don't, I
1: don't know him
0: much.
1: No, um, really so. He's in Spider-Man?
0: The new ones with Tom Holland. Oh my god, he's actually, the you're right. He's the bully, yeah. He's you're Flash right. Thompson. How about yeah, you yeah.
1: just connected that in my brain. Yeah.
0: That's so um, good. So that's the only thing I kind of recognised him from. When I saw Graham I was like, oh, it's the guy from... Play- I was thinking, that's a really odd choice, but he's brilliant, because he's actually a really good actor. Yeah. And he's in this as well, again, for like a cameo. <laughs> I don't know. I did not
1: notice that. Yeah,
0: he played the young version of the painter, the artist guy. When they flashed back, that, was, <gasps> that him. was him. That was him. Oh that was the guy. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: See, I think this is also the thing. I reckon some of these actors are doing smaller roles in the Wes Anderson films now in hopes of being one of the big ones in some of his films. Yeah. Because he always likes to use, like, some similar people. Mm, So. Mm. Bill know. Murray's
0: still away. Oh, I suppose Bill Murray did um, Life Aquatic, didn't he? Yeah, he as did. A, as a main role, to be fair, so.
1: Was, was he? he played, no, he wasn't. He played, I was about to say, was he in Royal Tenor Bums? But No, he was in Royal Tenor Bums. No, he was, but it'll He be was a, married it'll to it'll character. He, he was,
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was was in the cameo, it a cameo exactly. but it wasn't
1: actually, there was yeah. actually a bit of a role there, wasn't there? Yeah, he was. Yeah.
0: Anyway, though, have we got anything else we want to say about the French Dispatch before we sort of round this up? Because I mean, I, I, I've kind of got everything out there. Yeah, I've got
1: generally.
0: everything out there. Yeah? On a whole, it's. Yeah. You know, it's not amazing. That's basically <laughs> how I sum it up. Just,
1: to sum it up, yeah. if you like Wes Anderson, you'll really like this film.
0: If you like Wes Anderson, I'd say it's 50-50. If you don't like Wes Anderson, you'll fucking hate this film. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, Basically how, I'd, this is Wes how I'd describe this yeah. to an extreme. So.
0: But yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, have you got anything you want to shout out? Social links, letterbox, all that sort of thing. If there's anything you want to promote, feel free. You can
1: follow my Instagram. It's Nicole Rumble Film. There we go.
0: Want. Drop <laughs> that in there. You can give that a follow. Um, Just plug myself. <laughs> Um, uh, and if you want to follow our social media of course it's at Spill Your Beans Pod on Twitter I think it's at Spill Your Beans Pod on Twitter whatever it is it will be linked on the page and of course myself, GB Sheard on Instagram and Twitter as well I hope you've enjoyed this episode reviewing The French Dispatch we'll be back next week with a review of Last Night in Soho the brand new Edgar Wright film which we also saw at London Film Festival so stay tuned for that and yeah Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.